Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Friday, February 16th, 2024. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, House Republicans are divided on how to move forward on government funding. Number two, the latest on foreign aid and the border. And number three, the Munich security kicks off. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We have a very juicy top uh, for Punchbowl News. AM looking at, surprise, surprise to no one, House Republicans divided uh, over how they should be moving forward on government funding, which is coming into focus uh, as Congress and uh, the House members headed away out for a recess to return with just three days to figure out how they are going to fund the government. Yeah, this is simple. This is we they don't they don't have any problem with funding, so it's like cool. It's like they'll be able to figure it out in three days. Not at all, actually. Um, so let's set the stage here. The House is out until February 28th. It's it's February 16th today, as you noted at the top. Um, and they're going to have to figure out a way to fund the government. Um, remember, the entire premise, Anna, of the Johnson and, and even the McCarthy speakership was no more big spending bills. No more omnibuses, no more minibuses pass all the 12 individual appropriations bills on their own. Uh, it was laughable when they super said super easy, super yeah. easy, Jake. That's why, it, you know, we, they, pe- pe- Congress is just lazy. That's why they would just do these big omnis. Yeah. The, this is, this is exactly the, this is, this is, uh, exactly what everyone said all along, which is, this is never going to happen. Um, and, uh, uh, Part of the problem, Anna, I think with with the leadership since I've been covering, we've been covering Congress, is they're just not honest about what's doable. <laughs> they're just not. They're not honest about what's doable in the government construct in in Congress, and 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 uh, it, they end up disappointing their members because that's because they they end up having to do things that they didn't think they would have to do. So uh, Mike Johnson hosted a meeting in his uh, in in the Capitol on Wednesday. Uh, uh, in attendance were hardliners like Byron Donalds, Chip Roy, Mike Cloud, and Bob Good. And then on the other side were Johnson uh, and a bunch of appropriators: Mario Diaz Balart, Tom Cole, Dave Joyce, uh, Robert Adderholt. And there's a, a long meeting with a bunch of yelling. But the basic gist is. Uh, the appropriators basically said, we're not getting what you want on these policy riders. You know, the House passed a bunch of appropriations bills with conservative policy riders, um, but th- th- those were never going to get through the Senate. A- and conservatives angrily accused Johnson and appropriators of surrendering too easily um, on on Republican priorities. Basically, conservatives say, shut down the government then. Like, we're, we're, like who cares? Byron Donalds makes the point that a shutdown against Joe Biden is not the same as a shutdown against Barack Obama. Of course, he Donald's wasn't there against when when uh, the Republicans shut down the government uh, with Obama. But his basic point is that uh, Joe Biden is not as um, is not as politically savvy as Obama, and and effectively suggesting that Republicans could win a. Uh, a shutdown against Biden. No one else thinks that. I mean, in the meeting, Tom Cole said these shutdowns don't they don't do anything that we never win them, you know. Um, but but the the basic thing is that Republicans, conservatives, hardliners want a full year CR to enact a one percent cut in government spending. 
uh, that is under that under the debt limit deal that McCarthy cut. If the if the twelve bills aren't signed into law by April thirtieth, which is you know Anna, it's not far away. It's two and a half months away. Um, there's a one yeah. percent across the board spending cut, fifty billion dollars that will fall more heavily on non defense spending than defense. Uh, so Johnson has three choices effectively. Anna, he could uh, ahead of March one, which is again like three days after Republicans come back. Um, uh, from this uh, from this uh, uh, recess, he could push for a stop gap guilt stop gap bill to give people more time to craft spending bills. He could put a full year CR on the floor, or he could pass compromise bills with Democrats. Two of those options: stop gap to give people more time, and compromise bills um, would probably could cost him the speakership. Um, so that that's where we are, Anna. That's it's a big it's a big it's a big mess. I feel like we've been flagging this for, for quite a while here that, you know, this deadline was going to come up. Of course, they pat, they kind of punted on this uh, based on the Johnson plan that they needed more time. Nothing in, in true congressional fashion, <laughs> that nothing has changed. They haven't actually passed a bunch of bills. And he finds himself in the same exact position as he was several uh, months ago. I, I, the thing that is, I think, interesting to watch and really you st have started, and I think yesterday's uh, conversation we had yesterday and the, and the top and punchable news AM on Thursday put a fine point on, you know, not only just this spending issue, but kind of how topsy-turvy and uh, unsuccessful Johnson has been as a speaker so far. And I think we kind of nailed it this morning with just the frustration that Republican members have because what they want is someone to lead them to tell them what to do. And there's a massive, massive part of the conference that is frustrated with Chip Roy and Byron Donalds that are kind of leading Republicans to the brink when it comes to what, what they're trying to figure out or what they're trying to gain when Republicans only control the House. They don't control the Senate. They don't control the White House. Um, and so far, we we don't really have a sense of what Johnson is going to do. Is he going to try to press people? Um, you know, I, I think it makes it really difficult, especially as you go home for two weeks to figure out, you know, uh, is the government going to be funded? And if they, if they're not that nervous about it, when you go to the freedom caucus, there's a lot of members who are right. They're looking down the barrel of an election in the fall and looked back to history, you know, whether or not Biden is a weak president, as, as Donald says, that Republicans get blamed for shutdowns. And there is no way that they're going to come out of this, you know, looking really good. Yeah, but I will say this, Anna. I'll take, um, I will take the. Uh, I'm not taking a side, but I'm explaining the argument of people like Chip Roy. Chip Roy feels um, that his leadership said they were going to do something that now they're not doing, <laughs> and and I get that. That's a really that's a it's a messy situation when you say. You're going to do something and then you enter into this situation where you with the Senate where you're going to not do it. I, I understand the frustration there. I'm not saying they're going to exact everything they want, but but they are not really fighting for these priorities. And a shutdown doesn't get them that, you know, like a shutdown is not the answer. A shutdown is just like the idea of a shutdown is that it's going to cause so much pain that Republic that the Senate is going to eventually fold and Joe Biden's going to fold. That doesn't happen. So, you know what, Anna, I understand. I understand their argument. I understand their point. Um, it's just it's just very messy. 
All right, let's run to the number two story of the morning. We've got some news. Ten House members, five from each party, have drafted a compromise Ukraine-Taiwan-Israel border security bill. We've got the text and the summary, uh, an interesting amalgamation of members that want to offer an alternative to the Senate's $95 billion foreign aid bill, which Johnson, of course, declared dead on arrival in the House. Their proposal would only cover a one-year period. Interesting, though. You know, this is kind of the, the deal and the brinksmanship that you often see in the Senate kind of making its way to the House where you have Republicans and Democrats coming together, Jake. So here's how you you should think about this, in my estimation. the um, This bill is not going to be the answer, but this bill is the beginning of a problem for Johnson in that it shows that people, that there is a group of people in the middle of the conference, Fitzpatrick, Bacon, Lawler, Chavez, Dreamer, Lamborn, are all... Um, like that is right there enough people um, uh, to push a discharge petition or a uh, take down a PQ, a previous question, to allow a bill to go forward. So this is something this bill, I understand, like, don't think this is the bill that's going to get the answer. But this is the, uh, the beginning of the process that shows that Johnson has some problems and needs to come up with a solution on foreign aid, period, the end. Like, that's that's why this is important to me. All right, we're going to be watching it closely to see what the next moves are. Let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Our very own Andrew Desiderio in Munich for the annual Munich Security Conference, which kicks off today with Western leaders warning that the post-World War II world order is at grave risk of destabilizing. Uh, there's a lot of members of Congress that go to the senators and House members, and uh, certainly the two of the leaders, Senators Gene Sheehan and Tom Tillis, who chair the Senate NATO Observer Group, telling Andrew that their goal is to reaffirm Congress's commitment to both Ukraine and NATO. The important thing here is that um, I, I'll say that like we're committed to covering members of Congress where they are, whether it's Munich or wherever people in the world members of Congress go. Um, uh, Andrew went to the NATO summit. I don't know if it was this year. It wasn't this year. It was, I think it was last year in Lithuania. We have to... Um, uh, we feel like this is important. There's 40 members there in in a time where foreign policy and uh, and and Congress's role in foreign policy, like this is not Congress is sometimes takes the back seat on foreign policy. They are not in this in this instance. So um, uh, this is a uh, an important moment. There's a lot of members there. JD Vance, who's against foreign uh, against Ukraine aid. So it'll be fascinating to hear what those kinds of people say. Um, when it comes to foreign aid and when it comes to Ukraine aid uh, uh, over the next couple of days. So uh, Andrew will be there all weekend. We're going to have a ton of coverage um, as it happens and um, uh, next week and over the weekend if need be. So we will be all over this as Congress takes Munich. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Please, if you like The Daily Pun, share it with your friends, your family. It's the best way for folks to find out about the podcast. If you like what you hear, you can go deeper with our free morning newsletter. All it takes is an email address. Go to punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe, everybody. 